The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It is the box score breakdown for this uh, Saturday, the 27th of December, 2020. I had to think about it then because I'm obviously in Australia. So we're on Sunday, uh, the 27th. You guys are on the 26th. I'll get it right eventually. Oh, it's doing my head in today. I'm still in a food coma, I think, from Christmas. Uh, as I said, it is the box score breakdown. All thanks to Hoop Ball. You can go and check them out at hoop-ball.com. I am Scotty. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 Mr. Jay, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. He's not here today. Uh, Before I introduce my first guest, the Fantasy Pass, yes, just because draft season is over, you brewskied 150 your way to a hell of a team. The season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is the best deal in the industry at $4.99 per month, and we are into the regular season. There's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for just five bucks. And if you don't like it, you can cancel it. We know you'll love it, but it's always to have that nice little option. Uh, The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups and drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with the HoopBall pros around the clock. Like Mr. J, like Adam King, like Dan Bespris, get one-on-one help with your team. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the media wall. And as we get into a massive slate of 10 games today, including one that is still going in overtime, I have with me a guest. A guest who was on the show with Mr. J less than a week ago. So he's about as regular as you can find. Former Roto World and Bleacher Report, now host of the Lakers Pot on Hootball. Uh, Ethan Norroff, hello, mate. Great to be here, man. What an introduction. And uh, the only thing different than my last appearance was I think I'm about three to five pounds heavier after all this Christmas uh, Mexican food. Oh, man. We were talking about that off air. That sounded delightful. My guts were starting to rumble. So if anyone hears any weird noise, it's just a, it's just my belly wanting some of that marvelous <laughs> Mexican food. Hey, before we jump into these big slate of games, something I noticed today, the Cavs backcourt, how special it kind of looked. How do you think that's going to shake out? Man, I mean, I think there were a lot of questions about can this backcourt work together, right? We haven't seen them play in some period of time prior to this new season restarting, but so far so good in Cleveland. I mean, Darius Garland has got to be one of those guys who people took late in their fantasy drafts that they got to be be just absolutely thrilled with. And Colin Sexton looks like he's ready to take another step forward. And But the more encouraging thing today was that the Cavs were at full strength with the front court of Drummond, who had a huge game, and Love was back, and those two in the backcourt were still able to get it done at a really high clip. And another game that played today had a couple of guys who we probably didn't think of as being it kind of things. Kyle Anderson for the Grizz, DeAndre Hunter for the Atlanta Hawks. It both look really good. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, right, when we found out that Jaron Jackson Jr. was going to be out at least until next month, that Brandon Clark might have been sort of the natural recipient and People sort of forgot about slow-mo Kyle Anderson because of the 
mysterious injury. I believe it was the shoulder injury last season, last season, excuse me, that knocked him out. So recency bias there. But it's been Kyle Anderson who stepped up and he had a huge game tonight. He he's a guy who should definitely not be floating on waiver wires. He could score a little bit, but that's not his main value. It's the defensive stats, it's the rebounds, the across the box score production, which is what we love here on Box Score Breakdown. And DeAndre Hunter is a guy who played heavy minutes when he got into the starters lineup uh, or into a starters role last season. Looks like it's going to be the same story again in Atlanta. John Collins struggling with foul trouble through the first couple of games. And now Clint Capella has no timetable to return. So DeAndre Hunter, fourth overall pick last year. I think he's a guy who should be rostered in 12-team leagues. And with that, let's segue into our first game for the day. Atlanta Hawks, 122 defeating the Grizzlies, 112. It was a little bit closer than it showed with just two points difference with five minutes to go. And we'll start on the Atlanta side and Trey Young. That guy, that kid continues to be a machine, and he is. He's still a kid. He's very young, 35 minutes, 36 points, three rebounds, nine assists, 10 from 24 from the field, shot just one from seven from deep and 15 from 17 from the charity stripe with production like that at the charity stripe itself, almost league winning. Uh, what do you think about Trey? Okay, I don't, unfortunately, I have no shares of Trey. And, you know, if I go back to my drafts and look at where he was taken, I feel like he might have might have deserved to be taken even earlier. I think this is the year, and this is the first time I'm saying it on a podcast, so hear me this. I think this is the year. Trey Young finishes as a higher fantasy asset than Steph Curry. How about that? Absolutely. So let's have a look at a couple of other lines. Uh, Gallinari didn't play today, injured as well. Uh, Hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than the outlook for Clint Capella, which is no timetable. DeAndre Hunter, as we mentioned, played extremely well today, 35 minutes with a double-double, 15 points, 11 rebounds, three assists and two blocks, shot five from 11 from the floor, two from four from deep. He played extremely well. John Collins as well, 27 minutes with a double-double for himself. 13 points, 10 rebounds, one steal, two blocks, four from nine from the field and missed all three shots from deep. And then Kevin Herter, who decided to show up today, interestingly enough, uh, 26 minutes, 21 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal. He got eight from 12 from the floor and Five from four from deep. Any of those guys seem interesting to you? I mean, I think Kevin Herter could be a guy who, depending upon the construct of your team, you could certainly use. Um, Outside of that, I I feel like we're only a couple games in, right? So we're not super reactionary when it comes to the waiver wire, but... Is there anybody in that in that group that I feel like I'm, I'm that you feel like I might be overlooking there? Um, look, I I very much think Hurd is a, a sit and wait. I think John Collins is definitely whilst he dropped in in drafts towards the start of the season, I think there were some concerns with Capella and Gallinari and and everyone going there. I think he's still very much top 40 value uh and then hunter uh, if you've got him late in drafts and you chose him over cam reddish you probably took the right guy i think if i think if you're right now if you're somebody who sits there with their fantasy team for john collins and you took john collins and let's say the third round over a guy like brandon ingram or even jalen brown you're probably feeling a little frustrated by that decision 
Uh, anyway, let's move on to the Memphis side. Ja Morant, of course, that kid is a baller as well. 33 minutes, 28 points, three rebounds, seven assists, one block, 10 from 21 from the floor, two from seven from deep, six from eight from the charity stripe. Your thoughts on Ja Morant? Well, we got into it a little bit uh, earlier this week when I was last on, but I took John Morant in the second round of my fantasy draft, and I know that that is extraordinarily high, and the return on value is going to be tough to get there, but I am a huge believer in this kid. If everything breaks right, I feel like he could finish with a top 25 season. I know that's not going to be return on return on investment in terms of draft value, but I had to have him on the squad. And let's have a look at a couple of other lines. Jonas Valanciunas, 29 minutes, double-double for 13 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one steal and a block. You've got to love it when he fills up those stat boxes. Uh, Got two from six from the field, one from three from deep, eight from 10 from the charity stripe as well. A couple of other people to check out on. Uh, Rookie Desmond Bain, probably no value, but if you're in a dynasty league, at least keep an eye on him. He played 22 minutes, got six points, one rebound, two from two from the floor and two from two from deep. You love it when they do that sort of stuff. Dylan Brooks fouled out, 30 uh, 30 minutes he played, 19 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. Got uh, eight from 23 from the floor and three from 11 from deep. Those kind of things are going to hurt you. So we've been down on Brooks and and I suggest you maybe look if the minute he pops off, sell high and that's probably the wrong word to use for an Aussie but hey we'll keep moving uh and Brandon Clark 20 minutes uh four points three rebounds one assist two from eight from the floor missed his only shot from deep now Dan Bespris said Brandon Clark missed training camp he's running about two weeks behind with his timing hold steady or even buy low with a hot waiver tire type now, Justin Koff messaged earlier today and said, is Brendan Clark a drop-in nine-cat? Well, I really, I really think it depends. These, these questions are always very difficult for me to answer because I feel like it always is going to depend on, A, what your team needs, and B, who's available on your wire, the depth of your league. And let me explain. If you're a team that, is, that has a strength in what Brandon Clark brings to the table, then he may be of less value to, a te- to you than to a team that needs what he brings to the table. So the idea of his potential is less sexy, less intriguing, right? So you're able to move off him a little bit easier. That said, I have a hard time believing that even when his timing does come back, given the situation in Memphis that's developed with Kyle Anderson's integration, with Jaron Jackson Jr. coming into the picture eventually, I have a hard time believing he's suddenly going to become some sort of fantasy sort of savior or something like that. So to me right now, he's a luxury stash. Okay, game two, Oklahoma City. We get to see them for the first time this year, uh, 109 at uh, Charlotte and beating them, 107. And they held off a late Charlotte comeback with a shy uh, SGA buzzer beater. Beautiful shot. We'll start off on the uh, Charlotte side of things, shall we? And let me bring up my box score because I'm a bit running behind the times. And let's have a look at a guy who I think played pretty well for the Charlotte Hornets and PJ Washington. And he played 29 minutes, 18 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks, seven from 15 from the floor, one from three from deep, 
only shot uh, six, uh, three from six from the foul line. PJ Washington, did you get him late? How do you feel about uh, him, uh, especially if you did get him late or if he's sitting on the waiver wire? I wish I had gotten him late. And if he's in any league that you're in that he's on the waiver wire, please invite me to play in that league. And that goes for you or anyone else listening because PJ Washington is going to benefit from Cody Zeller's absence. And he's a guy who I think is just going to uh, be a nice little late round contributor for this fantasy season. And a couple of other guys we want to have a look at. Uh, Devontae Graham, DVG, 33, almost 34 minutes. A double-double, 14 points, three rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, got four from 16 and destroyed your field goal percentage. Uh, but got three from seven from a three-point line and three from five from the charity stripe. We also got Scary Terry, who come back down to earth a little. Terry Rogier, 19 points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, five from 15 from the floor, two from seven from deep. And Lamello showed up and got some points today which was unlike last time. He played 15 minutes, got 13 points, six rebounds, one assist and one steal, five from 10 from the floor, including two threes. Uh, maybe that is a bit of a confidence boost for Lamelo. And Miles Bridges playing 23 minutes, 14 points, six rebounds, one steal, two blocks and shot four from four from deep. Keep your eye on Miles Bridges if he is around. Let's have a look at the at, at OKC. Now, I had a really hard time deciding who to talk about with OKC because I think there is legitimately five guys with value, They're like fantasy value. So let's start with a guy who won them the game, an SGA, and he shot, well, 34 minutes, 24.7 rebounds, nine assists, almost that trip-dub territory. Uh, he got a block as well. Eight from 20 from the floor, one from six from deep, seven from 10 from the foul line. SGA, is he, if he hits a triple-double every night, is he still that second-round sort of value that we saw people trying to grab him with? Look, I mean, you, you don't love the field goal percentage, right? 40% on, on volume shooting, but the offensive stats are certainly there. And I think he's going to have to do something like this basically every night in order to justify that that top 20 draft selection. Again, sort of like the reach with my team with Jaw, you just have to be willing to sort of understand that to have this player on your team, you're probably not, not going to uh, get the return on the stock that you might get with some of those mid to late round picks later on. Okay, and a guy who, if you picked him up late in your draft, and if he's on the waiver wire, go and get him right now because he is going to win you your league. Darius Baisley, almost 33 minutes, a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks, seven from 12 from the floor, one from five from deep. Didn't get to the line, though. Mate, Darius Baisley, have you got any of him? I don't, you know, and I actually just sold a couple of his uh, cards as well. But that said, it certainly looks like he's going to get uh, an extended look in OKC because who else in the theme of the Thunder season, and especially encouraging that he played 33 minutes with Al Horford getting 28 and a half. Yeah, so let's have a look at a couple of other guys in OKC. George Hill played 24 minutes, got 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, eight from nine from the floor, four from four from deep. 
he he has value. So there's one to look out for. A trendy name that's running around is a breakout guy in Dort. Played 34 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, five from 12 from the floor, one from four from deep, four from four from the charity stripe. And as we said, Big Al Horford, 28 minutes, three points, 13 rebounds, three assists, one block, one from five from the floor, uh, missed two shots, uh, in his attempt from deep. Al Horford definitely want to get. Any of those three names, uh, Hill, Dort, Al Horford, that you like? Eh, not particularly. Uh, quickly, I just need to pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff, and what is it? The Bruise Letter. It's back. Oh, yes, baby. It's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up and get it for free. Yep, that's what I said. Cost you nothing. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter, brew as in B-R-E-W-S, then the word letter, 2021, and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-O-Y, slash Bruce letter, 2021, Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. Now let's have a look at game number three and one that we touched on a little bit earlier in the Cavs' backcourt. And the Cavs up over Detroit, 128 to 119 in double overtime. Let's talk about the Cavs first of all, and a guy who Mr. Jolly has been salivating over because he picked him up fairly late in a few drafts, Darius Garland. Almost 44 minutes for this guy, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 9 from 14 from the floor, 3 from 3 from deep. Let's go in a little more depth for Darius Garland. I mean, he's been great. He's been everything you could ever want in a late-round pick. It looks like the minutes are going to be there. It looks like the opportunities are going to be there. And the Cavs are obviously a young team that wants to compete, and he's an integral piece to that puzzle, or so they hope. So good start for Mr. Garland, and kudos if you were able to scoop him up late. And Colin Sexton played 45 minutes, 32 points, two rebounds, three assists, three steals, 15 from 23 from the floor, two from three from deep and missed his and one attempt. Colin Sexton, if you decided to pick him up between 60 and 70 in your draft, would you be happy with that right now? I mean, I think you got to know what you're drafting, right? So you know he's a scorer. He's not going to be a huge assist guy, especially with Garland there. And you got to hope that the field goal percentage holds up. So, Again, so far so good for Sexton, and hopefully, you know, another year in the league is another opportunity for him to take a step forward. But you, uh, you got to be happy with that volume of points so far in that in that spot in the draft. That's for sure. And a couple of other stat lines to look at. Let's look at uh, Andre Drummond: forty-three minutes, twenty-three points, sixteen rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocks in a mammoth performance. Uh, seven from twenty-one from the line. Missed uh, his only two shots from deep, and nine from fourteen from the foul line. If you're going to get that volume, you kind of want him to do a bit better, but somewhat okay. Isaac Okoro plummeted to earth in 41 minutes, got a donut in the points column, a donut in the assist column, and only three boards, and missed four shots from the floor and three shots from deep. 
Uh, I'd be a little bit concerned based on that performance, but it is only one game, so I'd sit for a little bit. Kevin Love, in his first action back, played 37 minutes, 15 points, nine rebounds, three assists. He shot uh, four from 12 from the floor, three from eight from deep, four from five from the foul line. Did okay, uh, what you'd expect. Larry Nance also shot back down to earth after his spectacular start in the first game. He, in 24 minutes, got yet another donut in the points section, but seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. Uh, Shot, obviously, none from three from the floor and missed his only two shots from deep. And JaVal McGee fouled out, got six fouls in 14 minutes, but got himself 11 points and two boards to go with that. And the Detroit Pistons, shout out to Danian, who loved watching his man Blake Griffin do everything he can to get out of Detroit today, I reckon. And I'll start with Blake, 44 minutes, 26 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals, nine from 21 from the floor, eight from 16 from deep. Let's talk Blake Griffin. Those three-pointers, amazing. Yeah, is Blake Griffin, let me ask you a question, because I have Blake Griffin on a team, and I'm curious on your take on this. Is Blake Griffin a guy you're looking to sell high on right now? Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible not to. And Jeremy Grant, 42 minutes, double-double for him, 28 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, three blocks, nine from 14 uh, from the floor, and four from eight from deep as well for Jeremy Grant after a pretty putrid uh, preseason. He seemed to have woken up a little and feels at home in Detroit. I mean, if you throw if you throw the bag at me, I'd feel right at home too. But no, in, in all sincerity, you know, he's a guy who got paid to be a producer and if you drafted him, you're certainly liking what you see in this one. Uh, we'll have a look at a couple of other lines. Uh, Mason Plumley, 32 minutes, six points, nine rebounds, five assists, three steals, uh, shot 50% from the floor, missed his only shot from deep. DeLon Wright finally got some production in in 42 minutes, 19.6 rebounds, four assists, and a block shooting two from three from deep. And Killian Hayes, the rookie, 19 minutes, Three points, three rebounds, two assists, one from seven in a putrid, uh, you know, shot from the floor. We've also got none from three from deep and one from two from the foul line. Killian Hayes, would you be rostering him in a 12-team league right now? Yeah, I'm not feeling it, actually. I just just had this sort of uh, internal monologue with myself shortly before we started taping. And uh, for me, I I just think there's – there's too much Derrick Rose there. He could be the starter, but if this is how it's going to go, then there's not a lot of room for upside here. Game number four, the Orlando Magic up against the Washington Wizards. 130 to the Magic, defeating the Wizards 120. Uh, even at quarter time, and then Orlando hit the front. They did not look back. But we'll start in the Washington Wizards side of things because they are somewhat interesting. And Russ Westbrooks, uh, Westbricks, uh, mate, He has done another triple-double. He is a freak. So Westbrook is 36 minutes, 15 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists, and two steals. Shot six from 19 in what we expect from the floor in 31% and missed four shots from deep. Russell Westbrook, do you think he is going to end up with, you know, at least second-round value at the end of this season if he keeps this up? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably somebody who would have gone higher than he did in most drafts if he didn't have the offseason that he did. That said, I do think he's he kind of is what he is, right? You're going to have an insane stat line across the box score, but you know the field goal percentage is going to be in the toilet. So if you got Russ, Russ Westbrook on your team and you're trying to win field goal percentage, it's probably not the winning strategy. But overall, I think he's going to be an asset to, to any club that rostered him sort of at a discount. And Bradley Beal, 37 minutes, 39 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, 14 from 24 from the floor, two from five from deep, nine from 13 from the foul line, something you would expect a bit better of. Bradley Beal, mate, what are your thoughts of Bradley Beal? Yeah, definitely not a discount if you have Bradley Beal on your team. I mean, he was first-round pick, but that said, he's certainly looked the part and as long as he stays healthy, the sky's the limit playing with Westbrook because it's, it's him, it's Westbrook, it's Thomas Bryant. And right now with Davis Bertan still on a minute, uh, minutes limit, Washington doesn't have a whole lot of other offensive help that they can sort of call to the forefront here. And speaking of Thomas Bryant, he's very much a hold in leagues. I mean, I, w- I was touting getting this guy at 65, uh, somewhere between, say, 60 and 70, 65 being sort of the middle there. Uh, he's a hold. Trust me, things will get better. He, 30 minutes today, 19 points, five rebounds, one assist, eight from 11 from the four, three from five from deep. Uh, do you think Thomas Bryan is a hold? Oh, easy. I mean, this is not even a question. He shouldn't even be in the waiver wire sort of discussion. And Thomas Bryan's a guy I've liked since his initial tenure with the Lakers, and I think he's got upside in Washington, especially if that backcourt can, can figure out a way to make all the parts sort of align there. Would you try and buy low if there's a panicked Thomas Bryant owner? Absolutely, 100%. Especially if you need big man help because, look, he's, he's going to be a guy who doesn't necessarily play the most minutes, but he's a guy who can help you in points. He can help you in rebounds. He's probably not going to be a huge difference maker when it comes to blocks, but he can certainly contribute from behind the three-point line as well. And, you know, we like bigs who do that and shoot it well. Uh, let's have a look at the Orlando side and Nikola Vucevic, the Vooch, 31 minutes, 22 points, 17 rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks from the Vooch, shot eight from 20 from the floor. He shot two from seven from deep and four from four from the charity stripe. Vooch, your thoughts about him? Yeah, I think Vooch is just a steady contributor, man. He He's awesome. I mean, I think he sort of, if he played in a different market or for a different team, he might uh, might get talked about more as one of the more elite centers in the NBA, right? But he's just as steady as they come. And I feel like he's always drafted sort of at a discounted rate year over year basis. And uh, Mikhail Fultz, who got himself an extension uh, and a bit of a trendy name towards the start of the season in drafts, 31 minutes, 21 points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, seven from 13 from the floor, missed his only two shots from deep. Uh, Markel Fultz, if you could get him, would you? Uh, he certainly shouldn't be on any waiver wise, that's for sure. Correct. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Fultz is a guy who clearly the Magic believe in, although we found out that the third year on his deal isn't exactly uh, fully guaranteed. I think it's only for a couple million. But that said, you know, he's going to get, he's played playing 30 minutes a night, you know, 21 tonight, seven dimes. You got to like that. And doesn't look like he's going to be a liability in any one category. So, should certainly be a solid contributor, especially when when the backup behind him, you're talking about Michael Carter Williams. So I'm not I'm not worried about Cole Anthony either. Yeah, and let's touch on Terrence Ross as well, who played 28 minutes, got 25 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals, shot 64% from the floor and three from six from deep. And support 
for this, the box score breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Who knew smelling this good can feel this good too? With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. This beautifully designed glass a bottle makes a statement as well and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. It's dye-free, cruelty-free, hypoallergenic. It is paraben-free and 100% vegan. Also, to be sure, check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations. Yes, I'm talking about the ball deodorant and toner to keep your testies besties. And now you can use the Manscapes Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It's time to feel sexy and your balls and your body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. Let's look at game number five. And a shout-out to James Brownett, who, like myself, is a Chicago's fan and was extremely frustrated with this game. The Pacers got up 125 over 126. Indiana uh, dominated the second quarter and a massive defensive effort in the third quarter to just absolutely run away with this game. And let's start on the Pacers' side with, uh, you know, one of my favorites, the Boner, Sabonis. He played 34 minutes, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. And yes, that is a triple-double, ladies and gentlemen. He also got one steal, 8 from 11 from the floor, missed his only shot from deep, and only got 6 from 11 from the charity stripe. So bonus, wow. I mean, it's tough It's tough to complain about the, the free throws given everything else, right? I mean, he's been nothing short of awesome. And as high as he went in drafts this year, I think that by the end of the season, assuming his health holds up, He's going to be that guy we look back at and say, man, he should have gone even higher. And TJ Warren seems to be back after missing the preseason. 27 minutes, 23.6 rebounds, three assists. He got 10 from 16 from the floor. Missed his only two shots from deep, though. Uh, I know a few people were contemplating dropping Terry uh, TJ Warren to the wire. Uh, why would you do that? TJ Warren, uh, what have you got to say about him? Yeah, definitely not a drop candidate. I mean, look. You can't make any rash decisions after the first game, even the first couple. I mean, look, you really got to give first week at least before you make any what I would call bold decisions and dropping TJ Warren would certainly fit that description. So stick with him. He'll be just fine. And Victor Oladipo shot 25 minutes, played 25 minutes, 22.7 rebounds, one assist, two steal, eight from 12 from the floor and shot five from five from deep and got one from one from the foul line. Victor O, five threes out of five, not something we come to expect from him. Hey, man, I I like Oladipo. And, you know, I thought he was a guy who, Probably should have been drafted a little higher than he was, and I'm glad to see him sort of uh, put himself back on the map tonight. I don't think he's going to be Victor Oladipo carrying the Pacers on his back like we saw from him in the past, Victor Oladipo, but he certainly can be a valuable fantasy contributor, that's for sure. And Chicago, let's have a look at those guys. Kobe White played 25 minutes, had like 
nine points in the first six minutes and then was almost shut out. 12 points, two rebounds, three assists, one block, four from 10 from the floor, and four from seven from deep, which is a little bit different for him. Kobe White, are you concerned? A little bit. I mean, I think you have to be, right? I mean, Donovan was pretty critical of him after game one, and it's not like they were uh, exactly in it in this game either. So, you know, for me, you didn't necessarily invest a too high of a draft pick in Kobe White, but the first couple of games haven't exactly given you reason for optimism either. This whole Bulls team looks uh, rather underwhelming, shall we say. And Larry Markin, 27 minutes, 16 points, 9 rebounds, That's it in the stat sheet anyway. Six from 14 from the floor, two from eight from deep, and two from three from the charity stripe. But it looks like at least he may return some value, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who, again, recency bias, right? People sort of forgot about him out of sight, out of mind. But I just, I'm so weary with this entire Bulls team, given the construct, given the the sort of chemistry there. I just, I don't know what to expect on any given night. And, you know, as, as, as fantasy GMs, we try to, be in the business of predictable production and the whole team is such a variable. I I hate to be able to, or I should say, I hate to have to rely on that. And having a look at a couple of other uh, stats from the Chicago Bulls, Wendell Carter Jr., 27 minutes, 9.6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, shot only 2 from 10 from the floor, missed his only shot from deep. Otto Porter Jr. looks like he's a little bit of value if you picked him up right at the end, 19 minutes, 10.6 rebounds, 2 assists, and uh, 1 from deep. And Pat Will who seems to have a little bit of value and everyone a bit of a buzzy name when it comes to the Bulls, played 22 minutes tonight, nine points, two rebounds, only one assist, one block as well, shot two from six from the floor and got his one attempt from deep. Uh, That is that for the Chicago game. Let's have a look at the next one, which is the 76ers and the Knicks. And the 76ers 109, the Knicks 89, the Sixers remain unbeaten, Uh, They were equal after term one of this match. And then, of course, the 76ers ran away with it and never looked back. Let's look at the Philly side. And the guy who looks like he's returning is very much an all-star center in Joel Embiid. Played 31 minutes, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 10 from 20 from the floor, 2 from 4 from deep, 5 from 7 from the foul line. Joel Embiid's looking very, very solid, Ethan. Yeah, you love to see it. I mean, this is this is exactly what you want to see if you drafted Embiid and you want to see it time after time again. And it looks like he's going to be the centerpiece of uh, Daryl Morey's puzzle here, at least so far. Uh, Shake Milton seemed to struggle a little bit in this game. 22 minutes, 10 points, one rebound is all that he had. Shot 50% from the floor and missed two shots from deep. Tobias Harris started a little bit of better fashion than what he did compared to the last game. 30 minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, two assists and two blocks, including two from deep. Old uh, Aussie Ben, Ben Simmons, played 33 minutes, 15 points, nine rebounds, six assists, one steal, two blocks. You love those defensive stats. Shot 55, 56% from the floor, which is usually a bit of an improvement from Ben, so we like to see that. And someone who we don't usually see too much of this time. Uh, Well, we normally see more of, but we haven't of late. Dwight Howard, 15 minutes, 
nine points, six rebounds, one steal, one block, 57% from the floor. How do you feel about any of those guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, for me, ben, you know, ben, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris are the known products with the Sixers. Shake Milton's going to be streaky. That's sort of just going to be his M.O., especially in this role. A guy on the Sixers who I really like, who is a guy who probably is going to wind up being a fantasy value, is Seth Curry, especially as long as he's going to be in that starting role. Scores scores enough, uh, can you know get a steal here and there, handful of rebounds, handful of assists. And those threes from Seth. And, yeah, and those threes, no doubt. So, you know, for me, that's a guy I look to in terms of sort of where's the extra value in Philly. I look at Seth Curry for sure. And we'll look at the New York Knicks and some interesting news coming out of there for those guys is Obi Toppin looks set to be out for at least 10 days, did not play a minute. So uh, that's for something for people to look at. And if that's the case, he's very much unrosterable in a 12 team. You can throw him on the wire. Uh, before we do, though, let's have a look at uh, Julius Randle. 35 minutes, 25.7 rebounds, three assists, one steal, 11 from 15 from the floor, two from two from deep. Julius Randle, mate, looks uh, pretty good. Tom Thibodeau is going to ride Julius Randle as hard as this new era of basketball allows him to do. He's going to be with the most consistent thing in New York's lineup, and he's a guy who probably should have been drafted a little bit higher in fantasy leagues. And Mitchell Robinson uh, seemed to do okay again. 25 minutes, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks, shot 5 from 8 from the floor. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, how do you feel about him, especially with uh, Noel on a minutes restriction? Yeah, I don't know that the uh, Mitchell Robinson production will ever exceed the Mitchell Robinson Twitter fantasy hype because we all want him to be so good so badly. But that, but that said, I mean, I think that the opportunity is certainly going to be there as long as he keeps the fouls in check. You know, he should be able to flirt with a double double with at least a couple of blocks on any given night, and that's 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 definitely what you want. As I said, uh, Noel had a bit of a minutes restriction, 16 minutes, four points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Uh, So, you know, that guy, some value in limited minutes, definitely a hold or or as Dan Bespris, I think, tweeted earlier in the week, definitely a buy low. RJ Barrett being back to being RJ Barrett make a, a few people and a few fantasy analysts who don't like him quite happy in 37 minutes, 10.6 rebounds, four assists, uh, shot two from 15 and 13% from the floor and missed all six shots from deep. Welcome back, RJ Barrett. Uh, Alfred Prayton struggled a little bit as well in this game, uh, 18 minutes, got a donut in the points, got three rebounds, one assist, Missed all of his shots from the four or six and all three shots from deep. The probably point guard type guy who you'd want for them, Alec Burks. 30 minutes, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block, filled up the cap nicely and four threes to go with it. Would you be rushing out to pick Alec Burks if he hasn't been picked up? Yeah, I would. I mean, he's clearly, like you say, he's going to fill that role. I think he's he's kind of giving them something they don't have right now, and looks like he's going to be a Tom Thibodeau favorite early as well. And when Tom when Tom finds his guys, you want to stick with those guys because you know he's going to stick with them. And let's have a look at Game Seven: Toronto Raptors, one hundred and fourteen, losing to the San Antonio Spurs, one hundred and nineteen. The Waps continue to be winless, and the Spurs continue to be undefeated in a bit of what seemed to be a topsy turvy 
kind of game. We'll start with the Spurs side of things and Deontay Murray with a trip dub. Well, 30 minutes, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, that's it for the stats line anyway. Five from 15 from the floor, missed three shots from deep and converted his only and one uh, attempt. We'll have a look at Kelton Johnson as well. He shot 20, oh, well, he played 28 minutes, shot 12 points, nine rebounds, one steal, one block, shot also five from 15 from the floor, missed his only two shots from deep. Kelton Johnson and Murray, how do you feel about both of those guys moving forward, Ethan? Yeah, I think Murray is the more known product of the two, right? But anytime, like, anytime a rookie or a young guy gets the attention of, of Greg Popovich and finds his way into the starting lineup, I think you got to pay attention. So Kelton Johnson's clearly going to have the opportunity. I think when Derek White's ready to come back from his toe, uh, toe surgery, Lonnie Walker's the guy who finds himself on the outside looking in in terms of the starting five. So obviously, I think Kelton Johnson should definitely be rostered in 12-team leagues. And Murray, I think the, the upside is certainly there. You want him to be a little bit better from the field, but – you love the across the stat, the uh, across the box score production on the offensive side. You wish for some defensive stats though, because we all, we always like those. And let's have a look at some of the older, more known guys at the Spurs: LMA, Lamarcus Aldridge, twenty nine minutes, twelve point six rebounds, four assists, and a block. Also got a shot from deep. Demar Derozan in thirty six minutes shot twenty seven points, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals. 10 from 17 from the floor, 3 from 4 from deep. And Aussie Paddy Mills in almost 30 minutes himself, 21 minutes, 1 rebound, 3 assists, 8 from 9 from the floor, and 5 from 6 from deep. Interesting streamer again while Derek White seems to be out. Let's have a look at Toronto and their side of things. And Pascal Siakam in 43 minutes got himself a double-double, 16 points, 15 rebounds, flirted with that triple, 8 assists, one steal, one block, six from 16 from the floor, missed five shots from deep. And the man we call Boucher, the water boy, Chris Boucher, 28 minutes. He got himself a double-double with 22 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, seven blocks. That, my friends, is juicy, juicy stats. Uh, nine from 13 from the floor, three from four from deep as well. Wow, what's some value on Chris Boucher, Ethan? I mean, that's that's the guy right there. I mean, Chris, you know, every, everything that we heard between Marcus Stoll's departure and the coaching staff was that he was going to have a bigger role and, Sure enough, that's exactly what he's had. And we always knew that the upside could be there, and now we're seeing it. I mean, if you were able to snag him, you know, in the, in the middle rounds, mid to late rounds even, you got to be thrilled with that because it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal return on investment. And OG Ananobi looks like he continues to be the Swiss Army knife, fill up all the stat boxes in 35 minutes, 10 points, six rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block, got two from deep as well. Kyle Lowry. He is 35 minutes, 16 points, and 10 assists for a double-double. Two steals as well, two from deep. Uh, FVV as well got 27 minutes, three points, nine assists. He also got a steal and five from deep. Another guy is Aaron Baines with a bit of low-end center production in 20 minutes, 13.7 rebounds and an assist, and he got one from deep as well. And a question to you about Norman Powell. Is he droppable? Yeah, I mean, yeah, is my short answer. 
because I, I just I don't think the upside is necessarily there right now. Is it, what about what about for you? Is he a guy you're holding? Uh, no, I think he's uh, well and truly out. I think Toronto has settled on who they want to be and how they want to play, and I think they will continue until it shakes out to be productive for them and Nick Nurse. Uh, let's have a look at the next game, game number eight, where we have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. 116 to the Timberwolves, the Jazz 111, Minnesota looking very, very solid. Uh, and we'll start with those guys, Carl Anthony Towns, Cat, 30 minutes, 16 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one steal, four blocks, he got six from 19 from the floor and one from five from deep in a very interesting game for Cat. We've also got D'Lo, who decided to throw on this headband and look a little like Princess Leia. He got 34 minutes, 25 points, two rebounds, six assists, one steal, uh, shot three from six from deep as well, and only four from eight from the charity stripe. Thoughts on those two? Yeah, I mean, weird shooting night for for Cat, like you said, only six of 19. D'Angelo, to me, he kind of is what he is. I don't think he's going to be anything more. I know him and Cat have been talking about playing together forever, but it sort of is what it is. I think because Malik uh, Malik Beasley is there, you know, you, you've also got uh, Anthony Edwards, obviously now off the bench as well. He had, who had 18 tonight. Jared Culver is the guy who's who's the most interesting to me. Only 20 minutes in this one, but I really think Jared Culver could be a guy who. You know, you sort of regret not picking up early in the season if he's still out there floating on a waiver wire. And Jared Culver, speaking of him, in 20 minutes, as you said, 14.6 rebounds, one steal, and shot three from deep as well. And another one who is interesting that everyone likes to keep their eye on, the number one draft pick, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, in 22 minutes, got himself 18 points, one rebound, one assist, and two steals, shot eight from 12 from the floor, and two from three from deep. Let's have a look at the Utah side, uh, Rudy Gobert, as usual, and as dominant as ever, 29 minutes, 18 points, 17 rebounds, two assists, only one block, shot seven from 10 from the floor and four from six from the charity stripe. And along with Rudy, let's have a look at Mike Conley, who got 33 minutes uh, and got 20 points, six rebounds, four assists, and one steal, and shot two from seven from deep as well. Uh, thoughts on Rudy G, Mike Conley, Ethan? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for me, Rudy is, you know, one of those guys who, again, he he, <laughs> he was the one who shut down the league last year. I mean, literally, right? <laughs> but he's a guy who you, 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 you know what he is. You know he's going to come through. I think he's got a lot of confidence after signing that extension to stay in Utah long term. And, you know, Conley's interesting because, it, you know, Donovan Mitchell hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire to start the season. So I'm curious to see when Donovan Mitchell gets more into a rhythm how that affects Conley. For me, if if I drafted Conley, I'm probably looking to maybe even move him in sort of a two for one deal earlier in the season, so I can upgrade at the position. But you know, everybody everybody sort of uh, takes their own approach. But that would be mine with Conley. And speaking of Donovan Mitchell, 37 minutes, 21 points, two rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks, shot a paltry 26% from the floor, uh, got two from nine from deep, uh, shot those two in the last few minutes of the game and has really not been holding up to expectations. Joe Inglis, 
uh, Ingalls. I always stuff up his name, and that's just the Aussie accent for for us anyway. Twenty six minutes, ten points, two rebounds, and got two from deep as well for Aussie Joe. And another interesting name that you might want to keep an eye on and not necessarily rush out: Jordan Clarkson. Twenty three minutes, he got twenty three points. He got three rebounds, shot eight from seventeen from the floor, and two from six from deep. What are your thoughts on Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, I mean, I like Clarkson. I like again another guy, ex Laker, right? He's he sort of settled into that pseudo six man role with Utah, where he's a scorer off the bench, kind of like in that Lou Williams kind of role. So if you need points, he certainly makes sense for your team, but you're not going to get him anything besides that, really. And let's look at the second last game: Houston v Portland. It went to overtime. Portland getting up one twenty eight, the Rockets one twenty six. The Rockets in their first hit out of the year amidst all of that coronavirus. And let's face it, they did pretty good considering Boogie's out, uh, John Wall's out, and those guys are in isolation for seven days. So let's look at James Harden, though. 43 minutes. Looks like he's been on the lemon detox diet for the last week because he's slimmed down a little. Still looks like a hobo, a homeless man. But, hey, look, he did all right in his double-double. 43 minutes, 44 points. Four rebounds, 17 assists, one steal, shot 12 from 22 from the floor, six from 13 from deep, and 14 from 16 from the foul line, along with his new buddy Christian Wood. 43 minutes, 31 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, one block, uh, missed his only two shots from deep, shot 63% from the floor as well. Thoughts on those two guys from Houston, Ethan? Yeah, I think they're both going to have ridiculous years. I mean, at least so long as James Harden remains in Houston, you know, that's going to be the team that is literally built around him. So I can't imagine him landing elsewhere and having greater upside. But but a great debut for Harden, especially with all the noise surrounding him. And Christian Wood, I mean, he's showing everybody why you weren't afraid to draft him in the third round. I mean, he's, he's a guy who's set up to have an excellent season. And and even when DeMarcus Cousins is in the mix, I think Wood is going to continue to produce. I mean, you're talking 20 and 20 and 10 potential every night with a high field goal percentage to go with it. Do you think PJ Tucker and Daniel House are interesting streamers while uh, Wall and Boogie are out isolated? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I like, I like Tucker a little more than House just because I like Tucker. He does a little bit more of the dirty work. Obviously, Houston likes to play small, you know, so those defensive stats can be there. House the guy who can help you from beyond the three-point line when things are going well. So, you know, he only had one tonight, but that said, obviously both those guys are going to get minutes uh, during this little stretch here. So, yeah, if you, I mean, if you, if you need what they can bring to the table, I'd say either one is usable, but I prefer Tucker too. And let's look at the Portland side. CJ McCullum, 44 minutes, 44 points, three rebounds, eight assists, one steal, shot 17 from 30 from the floor and nine from 16 from deep. Dame Lillard, his mate in 41 minutes, shot 32 points, five rebounds, nine assists, one steal, got 11 from 28 from the floor and five from 13 from deep. Those two guys just keep racking up the points. They're definitely interesting. I mean, it's ridiculous. 14 of 29 from behind the three-point line combined for those two. And it just tells you about the sort of the construct of, of the Portland team, that those guys are pouring in such an amazing performance and they still 
only beat this beat up uh, sort of handicapped Houston team by a couple of points in overtime. So they're going to need more from guys like Robert Covington, Derek Jones Jr., uh, Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, he had Yusuf Nurkic was 12 and 11 with six assists in this game, but they're going to need a little bit more scoring help. So it should be interesting to watch Portland as their new identity unfolds. But I think they're going to need, especially from Covington, a little bit more offensively and find ways to integrate him. And Nurk's mate, Cantor, 18 points, 10 rebounds, uh, 9 rebounds, 10 points. He got one block as well. And then we have a quick squeeze at Rocco. Robert Covington, 9 points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals and a block and got one from deep. And for those wondering, Harry Giles, blip, didn't get on the court at all. Hey, before we get in the last one, mybookie.ag, we love a bit of a flutter here, love a bit of a bet. Now is the great time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in those lines. So whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they have on offer every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge. Make your bet and get some cold, hard cash. Make the right play and sign up at MyBookie today. And when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in 200 and they'll match it with another 100 in your account. And if you're already planning to bet this season, it's free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie.ag. So come in and join the fun. Win some cash while you're at it. And please gamble responsibly. Our very last game, the Phoenix Suns 103 got beaten by an interesting Sacramento Kings team 106. Sack just too good to go 2-0. and And interestingly, though, only five threes for the team for Sacramento. Uh, But the first guy I want to have a quick chat about, Harrison Barnes, who has just, you know, seemed to be performing in these first couple of games, 34 minutes uh, for Barnes, 11 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and a block shot, five from 14 from the floor. Missed his only two shots from deep, though. And then pair that with his mate De'Aaron Fox, 35 minutes, 24 points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, two blocks, shot three from seven from deep, seven from 14 from the floor for a 50% field goal percentage. Let's talk about those two. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think Harrison Barnes is one of those guys who could be sort of a surprise producer, right? Probably not a guy who you were thrilled about to get, uh, you know, when you got him in the draft. But I think it could be a nice little surprise there. What do you think about Harrison Barnes? Uh, he definitely a bit of a surprise. You know, everyone thought at the Warriors that he just was not going to do it. He seems to have been a little bit rejuvenated at Sacramento. Uh, yeah, and I mean, look, maybe he's taken to this new sort of uh, – I shouldn't say new, but, you know, sort of regenerated or rejuvenated veteran role on this on this younger team. So I think Harrison Barnes, you know, he looks like he's going to be a key cog for – for Luke Walton, which is more than what uh, some of these other guys can say on the roster. Uh, let's have a look at the box score for Rashawn Holmes. 24 minutes, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, shot 3 from 5 from the floor and didn't try any from deep. And Marvin Bagley, another interesting one, 20 minutes, he got 
13 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, five from 10 from the floor, missed his only shot from deep, and only shot three from seven from the charity stripe. And Mike Young reached out and said, should he drop Marvin Bagley because he only got 22 minutes tonight? What do you say, Ethan? Absolutely not. I mean, I would have loved to see Bagley get more playing time in this one because in his playing time, he mean the double-double is there. They drafted him ahead of Luka for crying out loud, so might as well see what he can do out there. I think the the, the potential for his role to grow is certainly there. But, yeah, I mean, you, you'd like to see him play a little bit more minutes, especially to open up the season. And on the Sun side, Jay Crowder seemed to have settled in a little bit. 32 minutes, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 steal. Shot 3 from 8 from deep which is nice to see him get a bit of production. The same with CP3 and Chris Paul, 32 minutes, 22 points, five rebounds, 12 assists, two steals and a block, eight from 19 from the floor, two from six from deep, five from uh, four from five from the charity stripe. Either of those two interesting to you? Yeah, I mean, CP3 is always going to be interesting to me, man. I mean, he's he's CP3, but I think the biggest talking point early in the season for Phoenix has to be DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's a guy who was getting drafted in the second round and hasn't exactly been lighting it up out there. I mean, 30 minutes tonight, only nine points, 12 rebounds, one block. That's not going to get it done, but only five shot attempts for DeAndre Ayton. I feel like given Crowder had 13, CP3 had 19, obviously Devin Booker had 21, so – Got to find a way to get eight and more shots. He can't be having fewer shots than Cam Johnson, who only played, you know, 25 minutes. And campaign put up four shots in his 15 minutes. So more shots for Aiden, please. Absolutely. Devin Booker, 38 minutes, 26 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal shot, three from seven from deep, 10 from 21 from the floor. And the last one, the last guy we're going to talk about today, or at least read out his stat line, the Swiss Army knife that is Mr. Jolly's favourite, Mikhail Bridges, uh, tw- the small forward, 27 minutes, nine points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks, four from eight from the floor for a 50% field goal percentage and shot one from five from deep as well. He is another one. If he is dingling anywhere on your waiver wire and he shouldn't be, run out and grab him. He is definitely interesting. Hey, Ethan, that comes to the end of our show. Thanks for joining us again. My my pleasure, man. Anytime, any place, any day. It's always beautiful to talk basketball and fantasy hoops is a big part of it, baby. Now, if anyone wants to reach out to you, they can get you on Twitter where? Of course, at Ethan underscore Noroff, N-O-R-O-F, just one F on there. And, of course, they can listen to you on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Of course, follow us on Twitter, at Hoopball Lakers. Subscribe, download, listen, anywhere where you stream your pods, we're going to be available. We come at you two, three times a week. Don't miss it. LeBron and AD and the boys are back in action, so you know we'll be right there with you. And, of course, you can like, rate, review, subscribe to us. We are the breaks, uh, the box score breakdown. Ah, I'll get it out. It's the end of the day. I'm a bit tired. So uh, we are presented by Hoopball. Thanks for joining me. I am Scotty, your host. You can find me on Twitter at TheHarlander23. Mr. J, you can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll chat to you again real soon. G'day. Take it easy. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.